Hello, welcome to the Radiate Podcast. We're here to connect, encourage, and empower you to radiate the message of Jesus to yourself, your neighbors, and the world. I'm your host, Steve Presswood. I'm on the phone with today's guest, Kara Newton. Hey, Kara, and welcome to the Radiate Podcast. Hey, Steve. I'm so excited to be here. Please tell our listeners a little about yourself. Yeah, so um, as many of you now know, my name is Kara Newton. Um, I am a graduate student at Oklahoma State University studying speech therapy. I'm in my first year. Um, I also attended OSU for my undergrad. I got involved with the campus ministry, The Navigators, after seeing how this ministry has had changed my brother's lives. Um, and I watched them learn to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Um, also, something else about myself, I don't do this very often, and I'm not very good at it, but I also like to bake bread. <laughs> I didn't know so. that. You know I like to bake bread. How come I didn't know you like to bake bread? Yeah, I do know that about you. Um, I This is new to me, so and I don't use, I use things from the store. You're cool, and you make your own stuff, like yeast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't make yeast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What do you make? I do grind my own uh, wheat. There we go. So, yeah, I start with wheat berries and, yeah, sure. That's what I meant. <laughs> so are you making sourdoughs? No, I just get just basic stuff from the store, like flour, butter, yeast, warm water. <laughs> yeah, do you use whole wheat yet? No. <laughs> yeah, whole wheat I found to be quite the challenge. Uh, the problem with whole wheat is that if you use only whole wheat... It tends to make it fairly dry. It'll last perhaps two days, and then it's just almost uh, not good hmm. uh, for eating anymore, and you got to throw it out. But if you put, oh, maybe uh, only 30% whole wheat and use uh, white flour, I call it, uh, for the rest of it, it uh, turns out great. Gotcha. I also like to make cinnamon rolls, my own bread for cinnamon rolls, things like that. So. Okay, uh, I'm glad I'm your friend. And banana bread. Yeah, banana bread. Love that, too. <laughs> Super. Kara, yeah. both of your older brothers came to school here at OSU ahead of you. Could you tell us something you find interesting about each of them? Be careful, by the way, with how you respond, because you realize they may listen to this podcast. I can definitely do that. I don't know of a lot of younger sisters who wouldn't jump at the opportunity to say something interesting about their brothers. <laughs> so a little bit of backstory about my family. Um, I have an older brother, two older brothers. One, Kyle, he is six years older than me, and he lives in Alabama with his wife. And I have an older brother who's four years older than me, Clay, who lives in OKC with his wife. Something interesting about each of them is that they are very, very different people for, from who I thought they would be um, as they were growing up. Um, there are home videos of Kyle tricking Clay, the younger brother, to into um, new rules that he had made in board games. <laughs> he was making these new rules in Kyle's favor, in his, the older brother's favor. Um, and there are also videos of Kyle running a airplane attached to a string over Clay's head as Clay is laying in the hallway, which might have you questioning. Why, did, why the person behind the camera didn't stop what was going on, but we won't get into that. <laughs> um, and so it, looking back into, onto those videos, it was easy for me to think that, you know, Kyle would be a little bit selfish and a little bit of a trickster 
and clay would be a pushover, um, but that really couldn't be farther from the truth. They are both very teachable and gracious and selfless people, um, and they're very kind to the people that they interact with, um, both their family and complete strangers, and they show Christ in their marriages very well. Uh, you do them a great honor to say those words, and uh, I share your views. I love those two guys, and uh, it was a real privilege to have them here at OSU with us. Well, dream a little with me, if you would, and tell me where you picture yourself in 10 years. Are you going to be married? Are you going to have kids? Are you going to be working? And if so, what would you be doing? Where would you want to be living? That kind of thing. Yeah, well, let's see. Uh, 10 years from now, I'll be... 33, which is a dangerous game to play. Um, I would definitely like to be married and have some kids, a small family for sure. In 10 years, I would also like to be a dog owner, um, specifically a golden retriever dog owner. I also have two dreams that are very much opposites of one another, um, kind of polar opposites. I have a dream of staying close and staying local and kind of building community and a ministry here. I'm being close to my family and friends that I've known my whole life, and I also have a dream of moving around and traveling and getting to know what it is like to um, live in different places. And so those both can't happen at the same time, so we'll see where time takes us. <laughs> ah, fun. I hope you get a chance to do a little of both. I think you'll <laughs> probably enjoy them both. I've done a little of both myself. Mm -hmm. I've become a bit of a homebody, though, now that I'm older. Me too. Well, um, Kara, you're in your early 20s. I'm curious, what are some of the toughest challenges facing young believers in America today, according to you? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that one of the toughest challenges facing young believers uh, is the need they feel to see Jesus work on their watch and in their way. So I've been watching this new interesting television series called The Chosen. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but I highly recommend all listening watch it. Um, and in one of the latest episodes, or one of the last episodes, there is a scene at the beginning where Jacob is building a well, um, and is digging a well in Canaan, and a local comes uh, up to him who's from Canaan and basically um, tells him he shouldn't be there and that um, the gods of Canaan are not nice. And uh, he approaches him and basically says, you have wasted your money coming and spending it to buy this land. Um, Jacob explains that uh, his God is not the same as the God that this native has talked about. And he tells them that his God is El Shaddai, meaning the Almighty or God of Heaven. Um, Jacob then explains further that uh, it is not an idol God, and they don't have to worship him in specific places, um, and that he sometimes has promises that take many generations to come true. This local man basically says, let me get this straight. You choose a God that takes a long time for his promises to come true, and you don't, he's invisible, you don't see him, and you choose this God, and Jacob says, his mic drop moment, he says, we didn't choose him. After he says that, he goes over and his sons have found water um, after barely digging, basically. Mm. And So it's easy to read the Bible and read promises and covenants that God has said and made with uh, his people 
and then read them come to fruition, you know, in half an hour if we're reading the Bible. So sometimes uh, these promises took hundreds or thousands of years to come true, and um, this places an unrealistic expectation that God is on our watch. Um, and so the need for quick results uh, that we have as young people is not the way that God often operates. Uh, put that more into your own context. What are some of the toughest challenges that you have faced in your walk with God? Yeah, um, there are a couple of tough challenges that come to mind um, and really stick out to me in my walk with God. So I think the first that comes to mind is apathy. And um, I've just struggled over the years with apathy. And the second that comes to mind is my desire to change everyone's heart because of who I am and not because of who Jesus is. Um, I have this prideful desire to be people's savior and have them desire to get advice from me instead of from Jesus. Hmm. That's an interesting one. I don't think you're alone in that. I think uh, you probably hit many of us uh, right between the eyes on that one. Very good. Well, uh, what do you find, Kara, has helped you face those challenges, uh, the ones that you just described that you have? Yeah, um, I can bat the challenge of apathy by preaching the gospel to myself often. Um, this reminds me of that my feelings and my emotions are not as important as the truth uh, that Jesus came to earth. As uh, Philippians 2, 7 through 8 says, Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Um, after I dwell on this often, I just kind of feel my apathy melt away as I dwell on that truth. Um, the way that I combat the desire to change people based on who I am is for praying for God to take away that pride and uh, when dealing with hurting people. I ask God to comfort these people in a way that can only come from Him. The peace that transcends all understanding uh, can only be found in Christ. So God wants to know us, and beyond that, God wants us to want Him to know us. Um, and so when I dwell on that, I really can connect with people in realizing that Jesus wants their heart rather than uh, me getting their heart. So, hmm. My next question takes a little bit of a different turn. Are there any lessons that you've learned the hard way that you wish you could have learned another way? Absolutely. How much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> so there have been a few. One that I think of and that comes to mind quickly is, um, so I graduated high school with a 4.0. I watched my brother, both my brothers come to OSU and um, both have excellent grades throughout their time in college. Um, and so I had the desire to try and pull a 4.0 in my undergrad. Well, I quickly learned that that is a very challenging task. Um, I made it through my fall semester with a 4.0 and uh, really wanted to try and, and also do that in the spring semester. And so that didn't last incredibly long. I definitely... Um, learned my lesson here. I got my first B spring semester of freshman year, um, and it was actually in the intro class of my major. I learned a ton in that, that class, and it was the classic 89% that they do not round up. <laughs> 
And so as I woke up the next morning and the sun actually decided to rise, I thought maybe um, I wouldn't live to see another day. But uh, I realized that the world does not revolve around my grades. And so um, this was a hard lesson to learn and it was a hard pill to swallow. But um, I think it was a really valuable lesson that while it's really important to try hard at schoolwork and to try hard at the responsibilities that you've been given, it cannot and should not become an all-consuming desire to be the best of the best. So what would have been an easier way to learn that lesson? Did you have to learn it the hard way, or uh, do you think you could have learned it the easier way? And if so, what would that have looked like? Yeah, I think, I think when it comes to performance and grades, you almost have to fall flat on your face or fail a little bit to learn the lesson. So I don't necessarily mm-hmm. know if there had been if there would have been an easier way to learn the lesson. But um, I do know that it kind of has to come through, you know, hard knocks. And um, so I think maybe being primed earlier in my college career that I don't have to get straight A's um, to, or that doesn't have to be a part of my identity, then, or that isn't all that I'm known for, then maybe it would have been um, a little bit easier to, to take on, but... Kara, I wonder if there's something in us as humans, maybe it's just me, I suspect it's not, but uh, is there something in us that just makes it hard for us to learn lessons the easy way, to hear the truth and just pursue it that way instead of having to learn it by the school of hard knocks? What do you think? Yes, I think that... There is something interesting about us as humans where lessons just don't seem to stick as much as they do when they are easy versus whenever they are hard. For some reason, uh, negative experiences stick out to us more and we want to avoid those. We are creatures of habit and we like the easy way. So cutting corners and learning lessons is going to be the rest of our lives for sure. Yeah, I'm content in some ways to allow God to use the school of hard knocks to teach me. And yet I want to be someone who can learn lessons the easy way. I think that's really what God wants from us, but he also is merciful to, uh, to still give us grace when we don't learn lessons the easy way and to allow us to still uh, pick it up a hard way. If we have to, uh, he's still willing to try to teach us, I think. So mm-hmm. I, I really thank God for, his persistence in loving us despite our hard-headedness often. Yes, absolutely. Kara, thanks for joining me today and sharing your time and thoughts with our Radiate podcast listeners. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to Radiate. You can continue to listen wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect to us online at osunavs.org and on Instagram at osunavs. See you next time, and until then, keep radiating the message of Jesus.